Willie Nelson and <laughs> did you? All right, this is gonna be great. Hi, welcome to the clubhouse. Yay. Take dose. Dose. Uh, uh, I'm Beth. And I'm Kirsten. And this is the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. Times two. Times two. We already we already recorded this. God, we hope this works. This better work this, yes. this time around. So that we can still grow in Canada and right? the United States. Right? We're growing in California, Texas, we are, we Wisconsin, are. Illinois. What? And now we've added the Philippines. Right in time for us to be late for our first drop of the Yeah, episode. we're so sorry about that, but... Hopefully we've got things figured out. I think so. I shouldn't say we've got things figured out because the truth <laughs> of the matter is Beth does everything. The truth of the matter is, is that when it all falls apart, it's all on me because I really don't actually know what I'm doing. I'm just fucking winging it. She knows more than me. though. So <laughs> um, thank you to our listeners in central Luzon. Ah, the Philippines. Yes. We say this before every episode, but we are truly grateful to you for listening to us. We are. And you know what? A lot of these cities I keep seeing, like, or like the Philippines, I think to myself, I kind of want to go there now. Yeah. So maybe we need to go on tour. Then wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, that would be fun. We'll go on tour and we'll stay in Matari. How do we say we Metairie? Can... Metairie. 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 We got to go to New Orleans. Yeah. Is that right? Can well, I no, they don't say. Actually, there's really, like, I read a couple articles after we yeah, yeah. went down that rabbit hole last week. And um, it's just like. There was some famous person who said it like that, but most people say New Orleans. New Orleans. There was a movie with Dennis Quaid. From what I read, I should say. The Big Easy. Dennis Quaid and I forget the woman. I can see her face. Of course I can see her face and I can't think of her name. Well, I'll that look her name up while you tell the story. one of my favorite movies from the 80s. It was like a murder mystery. And he played, I think he was a captain or a detective or something. And... He, they had, they had a, I forget what they called it. They called it a, was like a Cajun accent or something. Anyway, I really liked the movie. It was really good, but I loved Dennis Quaid. He also was Ellen Barkin. Ellen Barkin. I loved Ellen Barkin. I still love her. She's Ooh. in, what's that new show she's in? Oh, for crying out loud. Stop asking me. You're on AMDB, girl. I'm. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll turn our attention to the movie this week, which I'm super excited about talking about again, because. Sean Cassidy. Oh, yeah. yeah this yeah, episode yeah. we watched Once Upon a Texas Train. And honestly, I, I laughed a lot. I thought this movie was perfectly silly. Well, I think that my problem was I didn't approach it the first few times as perfectly silly. No, me neither. I texted you, remember? And I'm like, yeah. is this supposed to be a comedy? Yeah. Because I was laughing and then I felt bad because I'm like, should I be laughing? And as usual, I never made it through the entire movie until I watched it with Beth. I, I like have a little poker. That I just used. Yeah. And, no, actually, that's not true. We just eat a little bit of sugar and we're good. Yeah, then we're good. We're good to go. A little sugar, a little um, tea. Well, and see, and go. when I'm watching it here with you, I don't have my feet up on yeah. an ottoman. Yes. Blankets on my lap. You don't have Polly in your And lap. I don't have a puppy no. in my lap. I, and I'm typically talking the entire fucking time because <laughs> a lot of times when we watch the movie, we watched it three to four times before we even get together. We always watch it before we record except for sooner or later after about four watches i just couldn't watch it again yeah that was painful. i just couldn't it was too much so so by the time we get to this it's mostly just like casey what's this plot hole mean and casey <laughs> telling me just lean into it yep and yep. i really did that this time because i was like you know there's 
there's so many plot holes, but the whole movie in itself is a plot hole. Yeah. So we're just going to lean into it. Yep. So we have no murder, no toxic waste, confusion. <laughs> it's a very straightforward movie. And there's really just three groups of men and two love interests. What did we decide it was 13 total men? Um, yes. A gang of five, a gang of four, and another gang of four. Correct. And then two women. Yep. So that's that's the movie. We think it's probably set in the late 1800s. There's no exact date given, but there's a bicycle. So I'm going to do a little research on whether or not <laughs> bicycles existed, which is kind of a stupid idea, but they did. Yes. So Once Upon a Texas Train originally aired on CBS Sunday Night at the Movies on January 3rd, 1988. TV Tango said, calls, says this, an aging former train robber and his gang who want to return some old loot are hindered by a younger, vicious gang. I think that's so cute. Vicious. You're not vicious, Sean. Sean we Cassidy love you. Not He's not vicious. Um, so I'm only going to introduce a few of the actors because there's so many. Willie Nelson plays the outlaw John Henry Lee. Willie Nelson is a country singer he is best known for his best-selling songs, such as On the Road on Again. On the Road Again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. And Always On My Mind. Aww. He has 64 acting credits and 329 soundtrack credits. And my grandmother loved him. Yeah. She would, even in her like late 70s, would go see him on, in concert. Yeah, My grandfather would drive her down. They lived out in Pewaukee. Drive her down to the stadium. She'd yep. go in by herself. He'd wait for her. And then when she was done, he'd pick her up oh and take gosh. her home. I love he, it. She, and lo she loved John Wayne, too. I wonder if she ever saw this movie. Because I feel like... She probably did. Yeah, I mean, 1988. Yeah, unless she, she was, was probably, watching... No, it was probably after 60 Minutes, right? Wasn't yeah, it was a Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh. that's probably true. Yes. Okay. Angie Dickinson, we love Angie Dickinson, plays Maggie. She's married to Captain Owen Haynes, but had a love affair with John Henry Lee many years prior. She has 150 credits to her name on IMDb, and she was in the original Ocean's Eleven, which I never saw. Don't know. Is Frank Sinatra in that one? I don't even know. I, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to go back. Like, I watched the remake of yeah, it, me too. but I never saw the original. No, and I knew it was based on an original. I just never saw it. Okay. Um, She's probably best known for her show, TV show, Police Woman, which ran from 1974 to 1978, which I think really was the first detective police show that had a female oh, for sure. police officer lead. So she was kicking some feminist ass back in the 1970s. Yes. Yes. Finally, Case, our connection to murder, she wrote. Oh, yay. My childhood crush, Sean Cassidy. Yay, Sean. I love you, Sean Cassidy. I'm not, I'm I'm truly not a psycho-obsessed fan, though, right? You're not, no. but he still should answer your letter. He should have answered it. Yes. I mean, I gave him, how many years is that? Decades. We'll go with. <laughs> I'm going to say 40 plus years. Oh, dear. Sean. Sean, come on. You know what, Sean, I'll tell you what. You don't have to write me back if you come on the show. There you go. Yeah, come on. Come on come the on. show. We have a good time. We do. Especially when we have to write it, uh, not write it, <laughs> do it, record it yes. a second time. So he is, like Nelson, a musician and an actor. He's probably best known for his role Joe, as Joe Hardy on The Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries, which I talk about every episode. True story. It ran for three seasons from 1977 to 1979, which I did not have to look up, by no, the way, because sure. I knew that. I already knew. He quit 
acting after about a decade and he moved into writing and producing. He writes for a show that's currently on air called New Amsterdam, which I haven't seen it, but I know other people love it. Yeah, I have a I have friend who really it. likes it. He's also been an executive producer for shows like um, Cold Case, which was one of my very favorite shows in the early um, aughts. Very true. I love that show. Very true. Blue Bloods, which I, I started watching. My mom likes that one. Okay. And Emerald City, which I think is some kind of Wizard of Oz sci-fi kind of mo show. I never saw it. Oh, all right. I have not either. No, but I've heard of it. As a musician, he's had he had very many hits in the late 70s, early 80s, and his half-brother was David Cassidy, who was also a teen idol in the 70s. And David Cassidy and and Sean Cassidy have the no, let me let me re David Cassidy and Sean Cassidy have the same father. Sean Cassidy's mother, Shirley Jones, was married to Sean Cassidy's father. So David Cassidy is Shirley Jones' stepson. stepson. There's their half brothers, and David Cassidy and Shirley Jones were on the Partridge family. For those of you, I didn't really watch that one that much. I, I did. I've probably seen it more in reruns. Traveling along, his song yeah. that was singing. Well, you know, I wonder. I'm I'm confident that mine were probably reruns as well. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it was. I mean, because I feel like when we watched Brady Bunch when I was a kid, they had to be in reruns yeah. because I think it went I off think the that air was before like Channel I was 18, born. Channel 24. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we might have been too young for the first runs, but maybe not. So. Maybe not. All right, so our movie opens with credits over a very, very short <laughs> two-car two-car steam engine mm -hmm. uh, that appears to have only an engine and a caboose, riding through what looks like a desert with mountains in the background. So does Texas have mountains? Well, no, I don't think, but they, I suppose you could think of them as hills. Honestly, yeah. I've never been to Texas, no, so I, I don't know. No, I have been, but I don't, I don't know much about it but i will say like i mean i've only been to like cities but i'll say it's possible that they used a a, uh, a set from uh maybe the old colorado west yeah could be because could it be. was clearly a set yeah but we know it's somewhere in texas yes. because it's once and they texas say train. we should have we should have counted the amount of times they said texas, texas. or del rio yeah <laughs> all right there's steam coming from the top and there's some dramatic music and uh this train stops at a rundown rail station with an old water tower yeah we see men with guns in broken windows of the railway station they've already broken out the windows before the train gets there yep yep out of the back of the train the conductor is escorted with his hands in the air by john henry played by willie nelson who's wearing a scarf to hide his identity i got my good hands job. in the air Beth thank got you her hands up. this is this is what i learned in childhood acting yes mm. very good yes thank you thank you very much two men in the caboose are trying to lift down a trunk <laughs> so this is hilarious they're yeah. trying to lift down yeah. what, what appears to be a heavy trunk and the <laughs> and the engineer who's being held up is like oh let me help you with yeah. that and he helps him yeah and then this trunk ends up like far pretty far away from the train in a way that no, there was no way that I possibly got moved from where it was to where it is. No, where ours is not to question. I know. I know. I'm not questioning. So when the men in the railway station, um, see, um, them working or trying to get the trunk down, they start firing at the guys at the train. The conductor takes cover in a very open stairway at the front <laughs> I of shouldn't the have even said take cover because he really doesn't. He doesn't really take cover. He just kind of leans on the stair on the stairs and watches. I think this is proof of how bad of a shot 
They all are. Oh, for sure. John Henry jumps under the train car. <laughs> uh, the men and the men in the train and John Henry return fire about two or three times. And then yeah. John Henry pulls a rag out, puts it on, ties it to the end of his rifle to surrender. And six men with badges come out of the railway railway station. They approach John Henry and tell him to put the gun down and the scene fades to black. It's very, it's very campy the yeah. way he has that thing on yes. the end of his rifle. It's like, like a cartoon. Because the other thing he could have done was, I don't know, this. Yep. Or throw his gun down. I'm standing, I'm sitting with my hands in the air. Yeah. yeah. Or thrown his gun down. Yeah. Because they, nobody shot anybody anyway, because they all suck at shooting. Yeah. So. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, that was the, that was the alternative scene. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, so the next scene opens and on-screen text says, Texas Territorial Prison 20 years later. Which didn't exist. I looked it up. Um, it kind of looks like the Alamo, according yeah, it to looked, Beth. Yeah, it looked like the Alamo to me. It had the same sort of lines. Okay, yeah. And, and that like adobe a, sort yeah, of structure. Yeah, how did they do that, like the stone structure that aren't brick? Like, how? They would slap the mud up against Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. that explains, okay. That actually explains a lot about the inside of the Alamo. If you ever get a chance, go. Okay. It's it's very small. It's significantly smaller than you would expect. And it has no basement. It has no basement, but don't tell Pee Wee. Yep. Okay. So there's a there's a <laughs> nothing in Texas has basements. That's a <laughs> no. that's a whole Midwest thing. So there's a man um uh in a wagon. It's a, a horse-drawn wagon. It's in front of the what we're assuming is the prison because it says that the the building itself is stone. We talked about that. And there's two armed guards in front. John Henry now in glasses, which strangely yeah. disappear yes. for the rest of the, the film. entire rest of the film um, is escorted out of the building by two men. They shake his hand. John Henry leaves in the horse and wagon. How, how much do you think the person that got paid for making sure everything is like consistent on a set? Like, do you think it ever, I don't they ever think they had realize, that person. Yeah. I don't think they had that no, person. No, no, you're right. Because because a lot of times when they're shooting, the smoke from their guns goes off before the gunshots. Yep. It's kind of a funny little thing. Yeah, it is. Um, So the the wagon is one of those, like, think old-fashioned, like, Little House on the Prairie, but without the thing over the back. For sure. Where there's a, there's kind of a bench in the front of it. And um, that's where the driver and one other person sit. And John then Henry. Yep. It's his spot. He's got Sheldon has his own spot. All right. So now we're going to listen to the warden's talk to John Henry or the warden's talk to each other, each other as John Henry walks to the wagon. Oy vey. That was hard. <laughs> I guess I'll never get used to it. They're brought in here. Ramrod straight. Arrogant. Ready to tackle the whole world. And they walk away broken down old men. Nowhere to go, nothing to do. And two were out to do it, even if there was. John Henry then asks the driver if he got the dynamite. Clearly, he's been reformed. He replies, <laughs> um, he um, points to some boxes in the back. And the next scene, we see a bank explode. I love, <laughs> I love this. This is not my favorite scene, but I love this scene. Yeah. So tell us what happens. Well, John Henry walks out of this completely exploded building, fully unscathed, um, with two <laughs> small bags that are comical because they yes. literally have like the dollar sign on them. Yes. And they remind um, me of the gold rush gum. Yes. That came in the little straw 
Or what did you call it? What no, a, like burlap. a burlap bag. A little burlap bag. That's what these were like. Yeah. So these, and they're tiny. And they're tiny. Like they're, I was thinking like, think a little kid's lunch bag back in the day when we yes. had brown lunch bags. That's Perfect. What it, and he's holding them like they weigh about an ounce or two each. Yes. Very, so, very light. And he just tosses them. Later on, we find out how much the gold is worth. So then I had to go down a rabbit hole because you know me and math. Yes. So thankfully um, we have you in math. I did a little bit of research and in 1900, $20,000 worth of gold, which is apparently what he has in those bags. That's what they say. Would, would weigh 62 and a half pounds, making each of those bags weigh around 31 and a quarter pounds each. Um, I don't know if any of you have held 31 and a quarter pounds in one of your hands, but it's not like you can just toss your arms around. No. I hold a 35 pound weight when I do... Um, squats. So I don't even think I could hold. I don't even think I it's could hard. do. I know it's hard. I, I do five pound weights, five to eight pound weights, and even those are hard. And think about it. So he he walks into this building and blows it up. He he grabs the two bags. Although, so that's interesting too. Like they were in the bags because in that blow up, he wouldn't have been able to. And it was night, so yeah. he didn't and like were, rob someone. He broke in. Yeah. Yeah. They were, and the bags were not singed at all. Neither no. was he. No. But he he just like wanders out with these bags and just tosses them willy-nilly like he's holding like two. He tosses them like he's Willie Nelson. He is that's Willie what he Nelson. does. He's, an, he's <laughs> Willie Nelson. He's Willie fucking Nelson and that's what, what That's what do. he does. Yes. So he jumps into the wagon. The driver rides off. As they're leaving, a man comes out of a building in, you know, the one-piece yeah. union suit undies <laughs> and starts shooting randomly at the horse you and wagon down the street. open the front or the back, yeah. depending on what you have to do. Yes. Okay, so in <laughs> next scene. And scene. And scene. So we've got Captain Owen Hayes and the governor are talking. Governor of Texas, we think. Oh, that's right. Because they don't really say. They just call him governor. They call him governor, but it yeah. has to be Texas. Yeah. So the captain is trying to take responsibility for allowing John Henry to get out of prison as the captain is the head of the parole board. He said he was the only one who favored John Henry's release. And then he talks about how he robbed the bank in Del Rio and stole $20,000 in gold. Captain Hayes says um, he should have shot John Henry 20 years ago and next time he will. So, uh, he wants to go after John Henry and the governor asks if he's a little too old to go chasing outlaws. And the captain responds with, ain't he a little old to go robbing <laughs> banks? The problem with this movie is, and we always say you don't have to watch the movie, but some of the subtleties of the humor, you really just have to see and hear for yourself. I mean, it really, I could have done so many sound bites in this movie and that was one of them. Just because it's, you have to see it. Because you're not quite sure if it's supposed to be a comedy. I had to look on IMDb. Yeah. And it says comedy. Yep. And Willie Nelson and his acting is very comedic. He's he's very bless his heart. Bless his heart. He's very like kind of a wink. Like he's acting with a wink. Yeah. Tongue in cheek. Yes. Very, very. Um, All right. So in the next scene, John Henry is um, in the wagon again with the, with the horse and the driver. And there are three men with them on horseback. Now we're going to learn who all these people are. This scene is hilarious. So there's an overdub now of the captain continuing his conversation with the governor. Right. And he is saying that he knows John Henry and John Henry will go South from Del Rio along the border and round up his old gang, which we can see he He's has done. done. Yeah. And so the captain introduces the men. One is Nitro Jones, the best powder man in the territory. 
The second man on horseback is Fargo Parker, gunfighter. He's as dangerous as they come. That's right. And then the third man on horseback <laughs> is Kelly Sutton, who's a gambler, who talks too much and drinks too much. And as he, <laughs> he's kind of lolling around on the top of his horse as the as the captain is saying this and uh, falls off. <laughs> so um, Charlie oh, Lee is John Henry's brother, and he's the driver of the horse and wagon. He's a getaway man, but runs the wagon. <laughs> Off into, into a ditch. ditch, and he and John Henry have to jump off to avoid getting hurt. Yeah. So, and then they have to tip it back up. Yeah, it's really funny. So, but, so that was Charlie Lee is from the beginning of the movie too, but we don't find out until now who all these people are. Correct, and we don't really necessarily hear their names again. No, they no. don't really. I mean, it. They're a little bit better than some of the other movies we've seen where they say name. Like, yeah, the the toxic waste. The last song, they never said anybody's name. No, they didn't. This one, I kind of was able to figure out. Yeah. From the first pass. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I made this cheat sheet though. I know. I, I, like, I appreciate the cheat sheet. There were a lot of characters. So I'm like, I need to write these down. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write it, type them up and we're going to have them in front of us. Yep. So, all right. So we cut back to the captain and the governor talking about John Henry and his gang going to the bend of Rio Brazos. All right. So <laughs> we, now we're back <laughs> at the so men. Unpacking. Yeah. <laughs> Now we're back at the five men lifting the wagon up and picking up all their stuff that fell. Probably the liquor got picked up first. Yep. John Henry is talking about going to Rio Brazo. Then uh, John Henry tells his brother that Captain Hayes will resign from the parole board, round up his outfit, and come after him with a man named Nash Crawford, who once shot John Henry. Damn it. He says it'll be just like old times. So clearly the two of them are sort of looking forward to a, a final swan yes. song. Willie Nelson's character is... He just, I mean, just the way he plays it is, I mean. It's uh, Willie. Willie Nelson is never going to win an Oscar. No. But Willie Nelson is going to entertain the people. He is He is an institution. He is. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I agree with that. Yes. And and you know him anywhere. Although in his in this movie, his hair is kind of short for him. It is. And it's at, like in really good condition, it is. actually. It's, it's very long. shiny. It is. It's very yeah. shiny. It's long. And, and thick. It's, it's brushed. Yes. It's brushed. It's, un, it's, it, it's funny because. Oh, what we forgot to mention was at the beginning of the movie, we know that it's John Henry because he's wearing the same clothes he wears when he gets out of prison yep. 20 years later. Yep. And the, the clothes are in quite good shape. Even after he comes out of a running, burning built, he comes running out of a burning building. True story. His clothes are still in good, good, good shape. Yeah. He looks good. I wonder if he lost the glasses in the explosion though. Oh, uh, you maybe. know, you know. Okay, so in the next scene, there's a close-up of Nash Crawford, who is the one who shot John Henry 20, whenever, years ago, who is now an old man. And, yes, he's, he and he says, touch that gun and I'll kill you. So then we pan out, we see another old man named Brady, and he's wearing like a, a dressing gown. Is that what you would call it? A like a shirt. Mrs. Roper uh, caftan yeah. for men. Night, yep. Yeah. In fact, I think that's what Target is selling now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, don't say it out loud. They'll do it. Oh my God, he's got a gun, and he's got a gun in a side holster hanging off of this dressing gown. It's 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 very funny. It's funny. It's very funny. So Crawford is teaching the old man how to win at a gunfight. They're yep. at a, they're at an old folks' home. We see him panning out. It's this beautiful yellow building. It's, it's very really, lovely. Yeah, I wouldn't mind living there. It looks very peaceful. Lots of men. Yeah, you there know, are a lot of men. By there. the time we get to that stage, we may need some men around. You yeah. know, who knows? Who knows? You know. 
Where, um, okay, so now we find out Nash is unhappy because everybody's given up too easy and taken to their rocking chairs. And he says when he goes out, he's going to slam the door behind him. And then a woman comes out and slams the door behind her. <laughs> <laughs> the timing. And it's mail call. Yay. She's calling out names and handing out letters. And I we just, just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. <sighs> so anyway, um, I think she should know who the hell is sitting there. And, yeah. You know, she works Like there. she doesn't know their names? Yeah. Give me a break. Come on. My mom lives in assisted living. She's been in lockdown for a year, so I haven't been in there in a, in a, in a long time. But I knew everybody, and I was only in there a couple of days a week, and I yeah. knew how the residents were. So anyway, she should know, but it's okay. It's in the script, so she had no choice but to pretend she doesn't know. So, and she wanted her card, so she wanted to have lines to yes, say. That's yes, true. that's true. That's true. She did get her card. Yep. Which is good. So everyone gets a letter but Crawford. He asks if there's anything for him. She says no and goes back inside. And then Brady is like, oh, Nash, look, I got this earlier today. And it turns out that Nash got a telegram and somehow Brady had it. So Nash opens it and it's from Captain Hayes and it says Brazos, which is the name of their own company. And it means trouble, according to Nash. So the, the telegram also tells them to meet him, meet at the bend of the Rio in two days. All right. We cut back to John T Henry telling his brother that Captain Hayes will also bring along Jason Fitch. He's our favorite. <laughs> He's our favorite. He's our favorite. By far. He's got eyes like an eagle in the daytime and like an owl at night. Um, and then it occurred to me when I was watching it, one of the last times I watched it, that John Henry's brother should know who these men are. Yeah, I would think so. Because I would think, although, but you made a point that, that he wasn't in the original train robbery. So maybe they haven't always been together. It could be that. And and yeah. it could be, to be honest, this is a good way of setting up who all the it, characters it are. It actually is a very clever way of doing it. Not that they use names or really we see the other characters much anyway. I mean, we see them, but there's, they don't really have lines. No, a lot of the characters just are there for numbers, maybe, or something like... I think so. Because like that Kelly Sutton and that Fargo Parker, even Nitro Jones, they don't really do much in this no, movie. No, they don't. And <clears throat> Cotton's gang, the other three guys have some lines, but mostly boring, and yeah. not nobody's interested in what they have to say. So, <clears throat> excuse me, then we cut to a nighttime scene with an old man who we find out is Jason Fitch. He's walking around on like a, a porch with a rifle and he's like either at some kind of a saloon or general store or something. There's yeah. barrels out front that might be liquor. So he's, he's obviously a night watchman for something. And then a man approaches him and we see that Jason's vision kind of sucks, which is so hilarious because he's got eyes like an eagle. Exactly. And it turns out the man turns out to be Harold's brother and he has to introduce himself to Jason. So it's it's a silly scene. It we, is. We should listen to it. Let's take a break and listen. Enjoy. Me, Jason. Advance and be recognized. Halt! Jason, it's me, Harold. Harold who? Your brother. <laughs> Thought I recognized your voice there, Harold. <laughs> what can I do for you? Well, for one thing, you can point that shotgun in another direction. Okay, so Harold tells Jason that folks are saying he's staggering home, and if he gets fired as a night watchman, he's going to get sent back to the old folks' home. Oh, boy. Jason tells Harold he got a new job that starts next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So now we got to keep in mind that it's in the middle of the night. It sure is. It is. But a man comes up on a bicycle and gives Jason a telegram. Telegram. It says the same as Crawford's that Brazos and then meet at the bend of the Rio in two days. Jason doesn't have a horse. Nope, he does not. (laughs) So what happens, Case? Well, so he says to the telegram book guy, "Um, I need your bike. And the guy goes. Okay. Here, take it. Take it. Yeah. We don't yeah. know how we got back to the, middle the telegraph of the night, office. You're in the middle of a desert. Yeah. Yeah. Bike's a good way to. That's perfect. That's perfect transportation. And we see that it works out great for Jason. It does. Yeah. Pretty we'll much. We'll get to that later though. Because yeah. it's, it's my favorite scene. It is. It is your mm. favorite scene. Yes. Mine is, mine is more um, a little bit later, but it's also, that is a good scene. Yeah. So now it's daytime. I mean, it's like nighttime, daytime, nighttime, daytime. And it's, nighttime, there's a daytime. lot of back and forth. Tons of back and forth. Yep. The whole movie is just back and forth. Um, so what's happening? D- John Henry and his brother are in the horse and wagon. The brother, uh, so Charlie asks Henry if it's a good idea to do this. And John Henry tells him that Captain Haynes will also bring George a skew known as Gentleman George. And he's called that because he's a gentleman. <laughs> and he is dressed to the nines. And I think he changes ties. And he has a bowler hat. Yes. Yeah. He does. He's the only one with it bowler hat yes he, he is put he's put together well yeah he's you can tell he's he's definitely wearing like a custom suit mm-hmm. which had to have been very expensive back then mm-hmm. because they would have had to go to a specialty store to have somebody make that true story although i wonder if suits were they had any off the rack suits back then i don't know i, I was wondering that's a good question yeah hmm. hmm okay so we'll have to Give that a goog sometime. We'll figure that out. Yeah. So we cut to the, this is my favorite scene. It, and it is good. It is good. We cut to this saloon. Yep. And inside the saloon is a bar fight. And literally everyone is just throwing punches and breaking stuff. Yeah. Like picture the Muppets when there was yeah. a saloon bar fight. <laughs> it was at the Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. Casey um, says she was awake for that scene. I may or may not have fallen asleep <laughs> during that movie as and well. I'm pretty sure We're that's. We're seeing the pattern, yeah, right? And yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's how. how Kermit met, was it Fozzie? No, No, it was Rolf. Rolf the dog. Yep. And I'm pretty sure during that firefight as well that Rolf the dog is playing the piano. Yep. And the piano player in this scene also just Just keeps keeps playing. playing. Yep. It's a total trope. I love it. Yes, yes. And I think in the Muppet movie, not in this movie, Gonzo may have been flying. You know how he used to do some flying stuff? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, back to the punching. So there's three girls who are the saloon girls, otherwise known as hookers, and they're just standing on the stairs just screaming. Yep. Not doing anything. Just like randomly screaming too. Yeah. It's almost like they said, just scream. And so they just kind of, if you watch the scene, it's hilarious because you can see like them fighting and then you could see these girls just like, Wah! like yeah. they're just told to do that for 10 minutes. Exactly. And it was hilarious. Yes. So um, um, a man comes into the saloon and he yells telegram for gentleman George. And <laughs> it's just, he got cold cock, man. The guy, yep. he falls back, he passes out, and he has this telegram <laughs> uh, laying on top of him. <laughs> Still in his hand. George stops fighting. He comes over. He picks up the telegram, telegram and it says, Brazos, meet us in the bend of the Rio in two days. And, and <laughs> then George gets cold cock, too, and yep. he falls down. And then you see him with a smile on his face holding the telegram like yep. he's so happy. Yeah. Um, you know, while most of you and I would be like, man, that fucking hurt. Yeah. He just picks up and goes on with his day and goes yep. to the bend of the Rio. Yep. So now it's nighttime. 
and we're at the train station. Captain Hayes is standing there, and this train comes to a stop again. It's a very. I, this is why I think they're on a set because they only have enough space for two cars on yep, the train. Yep, yep. And there's steam coming out, and all of a sudden we see the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Maggie. Oh. We find out that Captain Hayes and Maggie haven't seen each other in five years, and she says she's proud of him for standing up to John Henry. Captain Hayes tells her he that John Henry robbed a bank, and Captain Hayes is going after him. She tells him he's wrong, and well, let's listen to what little Miss Maggie has to say. All right. Yeah. Hello, Hello, Maggie. It's been a long time. Five years. Seems like more. I know. I'm proud of you, Oren. Standing up for John Henry the way you did. Captain Hayes tells Maggie that he wants her back. And then the scene ends. So we don't know what happens with that okay. right then. Nope. Nope. That's all that. No. But in the next scene, it's uh, still nighttime. And the old outlaw gang is camped out in front of a fire, and Nitro is lighting a cigar <laughs> in the like fire. This point, part two. And and the, by by having the cigar in his mouth and leaning his entire body and face over the fire, yeah. And that's how he lights it. So. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you the story again. I told it the last time, but um, I'm never dumb, Matt. But when I had an apartment once, I, we had a gas stove, and I did not have. Um, I smoked cigarettes a long time ago and I didn't have a lighter, but I wasn't supposed to smoke in the apartment anyway. Yeah. But I, but I, but I did, I needed a cigarette for whatever reason. And I went to go light it and I burned my bangs off. Yeah. So they were gone. But it was short bangs were in. Yeah. I mean, that was fine. And I had a roommate who was a hairdresser. So she fixed it as much as she could. Yeah. And I had like a bob, so it didn't really matter that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they were just gone. Yeah. But it smells really bad when you singe your hair oh, when it's, it's full of aqua um Net. aquanets. Yes, mm -hmm. not gorilla glue. Don't use gorilla glue, people. No, unless you want to become famous and then I but think, you won't because somebody already did. Yeah, it's too late. Somebody did try after that and they just got shut down. So yeah. you know, make up your own scam to scam people out of money. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Charlie, John Henry's brother, is worried about getting caught. And John Henry Charlie. isn't worried because he doesn't think the reward will be enough to make people come after them. Yeah. And they're talking about the gold that they have. Yeah. So I'm going to bring this up now, Case, because we talked about it. So John Henry stole the gold and now he's going to go rob a Texas train. So we we don't know why he stole the gold from the bank at the beginning of the movie. No. He doesn't seem to use any of the gold. No, and yeah, and I we don't know. So we don't know. We're unless, not sure. Unless it's the only plot thing they could come up with to get Captain Hayes on his ass. Could be. But there's no reason for him to have stolen that gold in the first place. No. So anyway, none. that's all I have to say about that. There is none. There is none. And there is no explanation later in the movie either. Yeah. So, and John Henry doesn't, he's not worried about it because he no. doesn't think anybody's going to be coming after them. No. Because he thinks the reward won't be worth the, the fight. Then um, he tells his brother that he's going to rob a Texas train. Apparently they're different than Texas. Yeah. I mean, are they shorter? Bigger? They're shorter. <laughs> 
They're two cars. They aren't bigger. They're two cars. They aren't two cars. Um, Nitro tells him he almost got it done once. Think, um, and um, after thinking about what went wrong the last time, which was that time at the beginning. Yes. When they were when arrested. When they got arrested. Um, that they shouldn't have got on when they did. They should have waited until it slowed at, at the, the curve. curve. And that's what they're going to do this time. And I know we just took a break, but I do want you to listen to John Henry explain the plan. Because we just can't. Because it's marvelous. <laughs> On the fly, we'll be all over them express guards before they know what hits them. Now, once we get on board, I want you to bring this wagon full bore up alongside the train. Now, there'll be a clearing there by the river, so you'll have room to horse that rig right on up next to the express car. But don't come in too quick. Kind of lay back and wait for the explosion. Explosion? Yeah. Well, I'll tell Nitro to use an extra stick of dynamite on that safe. So when it blows, the whole side of the express car will come out. We'll get the gold, throw it in the wagon, jump on the back, and take off like a scalded dog in the hills. We'll be... John Henry says Captain and his group will be waiting for him, but um, they'll already be gone. And then he tells this little um, story about <laughs> didn't like this part. Old lions in Africa looking for a fight that they won't walk away from. So basically, again, like we said before, John Henry and Captain Hayes are both sort of looking for their swan song. Yeah. To um, I don't know to see who the, who the toughest really. And is. we're so far into this movie, and we haven't seen. Sean, no, nope, not yet, but don't worry. Sean, it's coming. what did I tell you, Sean? You need to write me back. Yep. Yeah. All right. And I'm not crazy. Just don't Just ask. Love. Don't ask my husband that, though. Okay. Maybe a little. Maybe but. a little. All right. In a good way. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. The next day, John Henry's gang is having target practice, which they all do <laughs> terrible at. This scene is so funny. Because, and here's why. Because they're drinking the booze out of the bottles <laughs> before they line up the bottles. And they have four bottles and five men. And yeah, so and and all the kinds of jokes that you can imagine with guns going off with somebody turning around and shooting the gun. And then John Henry <laughs> from the top of the wagon where he's in this. He's got a spot. He's got a spot and he's permanently reclined in the top of that wagon. He's figured out a way to make himself comfortable. Yep. Yep. And uh, he just uh, hauls off and uh, shoots all four bottles spot on. And they're like, hey, good job. And he's like, well, I was aiming at a rattlesnake. That was a funny line. And then he tells and then he tells them, set up some more bottles. And so somebody opens a bottle and starts drinking so that they can set <laughs> up the bottles. I think that was probably Kelly. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I could be wrong. I could just be. feel like it was him. I think you're right. Yeah. So in the next scene, there's some silly music. Yes. So this is my favorite part. <laughs> So we're looking at a hill in the desert. We've got a couple of tumbleweeds and then we've got two paths that merge. So picture like a Y shape. Yes. And the from the top. It, wait, the, the roads collide in a wood I know. Two, the house is in the village though. The two, two roads diverged two in roads, a yellow two, wood. Two, two roads diverged in, say it again. A yellow wood. A yellow Sorry, wood. I could not travel both. Be one traveler long. I stood and looked down one as far as I could to That's where That's one of my favorite poems. But I don't think he meant this movie. No, not okay, at all. Okay, anyway. I'm pretty sure he was not talking about a desert. No, we don't know that, but I'm just going to say no. Okay. No. So um, so we've got, we've got Nash on a horse <laughs> on one of the Ys. We've got George on a mule on the other and we've got Jason coming down the middle on his bicycle. 
And he's not on a path. Uh, no. The horses are each like this on a path. He's driving through the desert. He's like, just riding literally. a bicycle through the desert and he falls off of it, of course. It is so funny. George, um, so then George said, let's go. Nash gets mad and said, he's the sergeant. He's going to give the orders. So apparently the three of them have met now and they're ready to um, find Captain Hayes so yes. that they can. The bend of the Rio. Yep. So that they can um, go get go John and Henry. Do, go get John Henry. So, all right. Now back to another scene with John Henry. John Henry and the others in the old outlaw gang are riding around a bend. And the scene cuts to a low ridge where now, finally, <laughs> we see four young men watching them. It's Cotton, played by Sean, Sean Cassidy, Cassidy, and his gang. They, and Is there like a big spotlight on him? Uh, well, it's just it's called the sun. I know. Sean has a bit of a stubbly beard, which He's is very stubbly. A, yeah. And his hair's that... kind of long, not Willie Nelson long. No, not Willie Nelson long, but kind of cool. It's longer than he's long. It's longer than longer on than that. Yeah, longer yeah. than that. We're looking at the poster from the Hardy Boys poster I bought. Yes. That I, that I don't creepily have hanging in the not studio. <laughs> and that other picture, too. <laughs> and the other, and then the DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> If it were not for this podcast, those would not be up. No. I promise you. Well, maybe, but we won't go there. Yeah, we won't go there. All right. So from here on out, we're going to refer to the groups as Captain Hayes' gang. Right. um, Who are the law enforcement. Then we've got John Henry's gang. That's the old outlaws. And Cotton's gang, which are the young outlaws. Right. So now we're going to listen to what (sighs) Cotton is going to say to his gang as they're watching John Henry's gang drive by. Listen to his silky, silky voice. <laughs> it's them, all right. Why don't we jump them now and get it over? We'll jump them when I say so. Not until. Couldn't be that you're afraid of them old men down there. But them old men down there got that way by staying alive. It's more than you're going to do if you don't stop crossing me. No, where am I? It was a dark and stormy night. Okay, that's right. All right. Now, it's dark and rainy. Dark and rainy. The law enforcement gang is trying to come up with a plan to get John Henry. Someone wonders why he's out and Captain Hayes says, well, John Henry, um, he got John Henry out and now he wants them to go after John Henry because John Henry... Wants to get even, even with, Captain with, with Captain Hayes for catching him 20 Say years that earlier. 10 times fast. Oh, my golly. Okay, so basically, we you know, we have this little vendetta between the two of them. Yes. They decide to leave first thing in the morning. The captain goes to bed, and they talk about the backstory between John Henry and the captain. And that captain is getting taking it too personally. Yeah. They debate whether John Henry wants to get even or get caught. Both. Jason says he feels it's going to be a bloodbath. He just wants a drink. Then Nash and Jason nearly come to fisticuffs. And Why then, can't we all get along? Right? And Gentleman George tells them to stop. And then there's thunder and the scene ends. Yeah. So there we go. And scene. And That's scene. every scene. There's a lot was, of scenes. It's, it, you can, it, there's a finality to all the scenes. There is. There is. So now we've got a beautiful sunrise Very with a cactus in the foreground. Fargo and Nitro (laughs) are practicing jumping from a horse to the wagon and they fall. Yeah, because they suck. Yeah. And Charlie takes the, um, okay. So they're, they're apparently practicing to jump onto the the train. train. Yes. Um, and, um, it's not, they're they're not doing well. No. 
So Charlie, Charlie decides he's going to take the horses to go get some water. So Charlie drives off with the wagon and the horses <laughs> to get water. John Henry asks where Nitro is because he's suddenly disappeared. And um, they tell John Henry that um, Nitro was left with us with the dynamite. John Henry asks which way they point behind them and then cue <sighs> dynamite blowing up. And so John Henry and the other guys run over there. He's Nitro laying is on laying the on the ground. <laughs> and he says he froze and that maybe he's not, you know, he feels yeah. like he, maybe he shouldn't be the dynamite I think they guy. all should not be doing what they're doing. Exactly. Your glory days are gone. Read the cue, John Henry. Um, John Henry, though, gives Nitro a little bit of a pep talk. A little wink. Yep. So John Henry goes over their plan to rob the train with John Henry, Nitro, Kelly, and Fargo. Charlie comes back and says there are no. <laughs> All right, I got to wait. <laughs> this is a little confusing to everybody. So Charlie to comes us. back from watering the horses. He doesn't he... water the horses, though. Oh, no. Because he, <laughs> he well, we can't. We don't know that yet. He can't. He because can't. he comes back and says. There, there's no train coming. There's no train coming. And I'll tell you why. Why? Because the, there's no tracks. What? They're gone. Where are the tracks, Case? I don't know, but the real? What that, happened? That's gone too, <gasps> dried up. Oh my gosh. Now, so he, he's holding that one stake. He's, he's holding like, one, um, oh, it's a called like a, a stake. Yeah. I forget what they call it. A railroad tie. Uh, no. No? It's a railroad stake. I think that's what okay, it's called. The, the ties are the other things. That that's that's the wood that goes so, across. So what, what we can't figure out, and we've talked about this. We actually had a really long talk about it in, in the podcast that is now lost. Yes. Lost. The lost tapes. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can't figure out who would have come and taken the train tracks. Well, yeah. Why would, they Why would someone remove them? train tracks? And how are a train and a, and a train tracks and a river gone? And nobody's nobody nobody no. knows because while John Henry has the excuse of being in jail or prison for twenty years, what about these other guys? Yeah, where have they been? Yeah, nobody knows that a whole river dried up yeah. and that that guess what the train no no longer goes there. I mean, if they if they were able to make it to where they were in two days, that means they had to know there's no train left. I like I you would have heard this that is a, again lean in. Lean I know, in. I know. It just makes no sense, and also. Is it? Are they talking about the Rio Grande? Because if that dried up, that's kind of a big deal. But anyway, no, no it's okay. Questions. No it's questions. okay. You're right, Case. So John Henry matter. laughs, and then they all laugh. And um, now we've got John Henry saying, "Well, all right, then I guess I'm going to go back to Del Rio, return the gold. I don't have a use for it anymore. What was he going to use it for? We have no. We idea. don't know. We have no idea. And this is when Cotton and his gang are there. Oh yeah. Click click <gasps> click click click. click. They all cock their rifles and are holding rifles at John Henry's gang. And Cotton says, we do. Yeah. Meaning he's got use for he's it. He's got use for the gold. Some sobering music plays and, and scene. scene. Now, in the next scene, Captain Hayes, Nash, and George are on horseback talking about the tracks being gone. So they knew the tracks were gone. Apparently. Because they're talking about it. And I don't think they're there. But what did Captain Hayes know that the bend of the Rio is gone to? I don't know. Okay. Well, we're not going to question it. We're not. We're just not. Nope. I do really want to know why he robbed the bank and don't. then wants to ride the train. Rob the train. And now he's going to take don't. the gold back because he doesn't need it anymore. Don't. His swan song is I know. Swan. 
song has to be canceled. One song. All right. Someone says they just remember. Um, oh, yeah. So the, the tracks are gone. And someone's like, oh, I just remembered that. And then they come up on Jason, who's laying on the ground. There he is, just randomly. It's He's just laying there. Yep. He tells him that there is a wagon headed south with four outriders and three empty horses. Nash is like, I'm so impressed. You can tell all that by listening to the ground. And Jason says, I didn't hear anything. They just ran over me. And then he says he's kidding. Yeah. And then he saw him from a ridge. <laughs> and he was on the ground because he fell off his Again, <laughs> fell off his bicycle. Which, by the way, is not in the scene. They no, forgot don't to, ask. They forgot to, I'm going to say that they whoever lost the glasses forgot the bicycle as I, well. I agree. I agree. Then we see the old outlaw gang in the horse and carriage, chaperoned by the young outlaw, uh, outlaw gang. So now all of the old people are in the wagon, like John Henry and Charlie up front and the other guys are in back. Yep. John Henry is lounged out and Cotton is sort of riding next to him. Oh, yeah. And... Um, John Henry tells Cotton that Del Rio is four days the opposite way, and Cotton says they aren't going to Del Rio. John Henry says, you're going to keep the gold for yourself, and Cotton nods. So then they introduce themselves to each other, I guess, as this uh, outlaw. Listen, all I, my only note right now is yeah. how terrible the acting is at this point. <laughs> I think I see a note there that says, why did Beth make me watch this fucking movie? <laughs> I just like, honestly, this was a shaking my head moment thinking the, did it, it's just so bad. Yeah. It's so my name's John Henry, that there's Nitro, that there's Clint, that there's Eastwood and we're the outlaw gang. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And then okay. he's like, I'm cotton, just cotton, just cotton. And then we find out he's got three gang members named Billy Bates, John Young, and John Brown. So clearly by the time they got to this part of the movie, they were like, fuck names. Yeah. We're going to just fucking make up whatever names we want. Exactly. Billy, we're going to have two Johns in this goddamn movie. Let's let's fuck with that lady who's going to do a podcast in 20 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who has um, to write out everybody's names. <laughs> it's more than 20 years. Oh, no. Okay. I'm just trying to like... So I had never heard of this movie either before, Kate. Had you? No. I only picked it because there's only a handful of movies that um, Sean's in. And that's why it was time for a Sean appearance. For And sure. I thought maybe it would be fun to have Willie Nelson, too. And we did have some laughs. So. Oh, for sure. So for sure. It, it is definitely. We're not winning any acting awards. Nobody's getting. Nobody won any awards in no. this movie. No. Maybe sound. The music is good. The music is fun. Yeah. The music is kind of fun. And the scenes are, you know. Okay, I guess they're all probably on a set. Let's I don't know go if any with of okay. them are outside. Yeah, okay. We'll go with okay. All right. So Charlie asks, why don't you just take the gold? John Ten Henry tells Charlie they're being set up to look like they kept it. So John Henry tells Charlie that Cotton's gang is making it look like John Henry's gang kept the gold. Hit it somewhere. Hit it somewhere. But nobody knows that Cotton's gang is with them. Right. So even if they left with the gold. Nobody would know. Nobody would know. So it's all We're just very, trying to make a plot. All very really they one. need to add two hours. So what they did then instead was not have Angie Dickinson in this movie much at all. True story. It's kind of a shame. So then at sunrise, we see Captain Hayes, Nash, and Jason on horseback. And Jason is on his 
<laughs> on his bike. Um, I think it must be Captain Hayes, Nash, and Kelly on horseback. Jason on his bike. Yes. There's peppy music in the background. Doodly Yep. And at dark, so now that was that was the daytime. Now there we're back we go. to dark. Back to dark. Cotton and his gang are at a campfire playing cards, and behind them are John Henry and his gang being silly. Yeah. And John Henry and the gang start singing. And how did it go, Case? I think it goes. I ain't gonna eat no supper here tonight. I ain't going home till morning. Dance in the kitchen till the broad daylight. Go home with the gals in the morning. Just a, just a, you know, a, a kitschy campfire, it's silly. cowboy kind it's of song. It's very silly. We had, to, we can't have Willie Nelson in a movie and not have him sing no, a song. No, no, that you're right, you're right. He it's even sh- sang when he was on an episode of Monk. Really? Yeah. I don't think I saw that. I oh. loved Monk, but I don't remember that. Oh one. yeah, you'll, I have to go back and start watching some old. I loved Monk. Amazon. Oh, you know Tony Shalhoub, I think, is from Appleton. He is from Green Bay area very close well probably a small town between the two yeah probably. that's probably what it is i think that's awesome and i yeah. hear he actually comes back to visit sometimes he well because he comes from a really big family yeah, like 11 kids family in the area still that's what yeah. i've heard because i loved monk and then he was in that he was in another show comedy with um neil patrick harris where neil patrick harris played a writer and i think monk played his maybe his editor or something i forget but it's a was a great show and I killed it because I watched it in the first season, which is why I avoid watching shows in the first season because then I love them and they go away. Yep. <sighs> so uh, it's uh, according to Wikipedia, he was born in Green Bay. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Some somewhere in that area, and he wrote a movie that was that they filmed out there too in that area. Very Maybe interesting. Ten years ago, you, you have to watch it. We should watch it. I don't know if it was a TV movie. We'll have to see. Yeah. So over at Captain Hayes' campfire, he's looking at a picture of Maggie. And then there's a flashback scene to Casey's favorite scene. Oh, my God. This scene. is the dumbest scene ever. It's a formal dance. Maggie and Captain Hayes are dancing and smiling. And then Maggie dances with John Henry, who is... And both have John Henry and Captain Hayes are wearing some kind of military uniform. Now, we yeah. know that um, Captain like Hayes Civil is Like Civil War-looking yeah. uniforms. And Captain Hayes is a is a Texas Ranger. So maybe they served in, in, in whatever army in the Civil War. Who knows? Who knows? Um, because they never really mentioned what John Henry ever having a straight life before he becomes a outlaw or whatever. So yeah, um, Captain Hayes and Jason start talking about old times and how there's no fun left now that the land is tamed. And Jason asks about Maggie, and Captain has Hayes says they're still separated. And then they talk about Jason being in love with a nearsighted woman who is in love with him. They were in love with each other, but it turns out she was married. Yeah. And the husband wanted to kill him. And then he said, what did he say? Something about. He said, um, always check for a brand to see if someone belongs to someone else. Oh, someone else's stock. Something someone about, else's stock. Which they were, which are the horses. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was funny. Cause it was funny. Cause we he's like, Jason cause guy. he, cause he's basically, he's like, well, I'm so ugly. The only one who would fall in love with me was this nearsighted woman who couldn't see much, but <laughs> turns out she was married. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, so the next day we see the outlaw gangs, the young and the old together, and they kind of come upon this ranch. So Cotton and one of the men who, who Billy, John, John, who the fuck cares? Nobody cares. They all are whatever. Yeah. Young and whatever. Um. They go to this guy's home. They're they're sitting at his table, and there's a young gal who's mooning over Cotton and the other guy. I think for sure, yeah. 
So she's got a bad boy thing. She must be the rancher's daughter. daughter. And she's serving up the coffee just like a good ranch girl should. Yes. Anyway, um, the man explains that he can't help them out because people keep stealing his horses. And then he says he has to go do something. I don't know because he doesn't have horses. So I don't know what he's going to do. And he tells them to make themselves at home. So they steal his food. Yep. They steal his pork and beans. Yep. Um, before he does, before they steal from him, though, he does offer them a job securing his land. They turn him down. Although they should have kept it, they should have kept the money. Yeah. Let the old men go and stayed and done the job until it was safe to go. See, I wrote the whole movie. There ah, you go. I'm a writer. I can I can write better than this. There you go. Cotton goes out to flirt with the girl, and well, I say flirt. Casey I has a real problem with this scene. It's kind of assaulting. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's that sort of, you know, you know, you want it kind of. Yes. And I, uh, I just, I just needed a little bit of a shower after that. Yeah, so it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you, but when you saying that it is, yes, I don't disagree it's creepy. with you. Yeah. All right. So let's take a listen to creepy cotton. What are you staring at? Pretty girl. I don't know her name. Get out about your business. I got work to do. You're too pretty for work. It's for fat women. Then we get to see Sean smooch the girl. Oh, yeah. It's a long smoochy smooch. And then he tells her she's going to dream about it. And so will he. Ugh. He says something like, I'm, I'll dream about it so much. It's super like it's creepy. Oh, I just got a little puke in my throat there saying yeah. that. Ugh. And then he says, I'll be back, but not in the Arnold Schwarzenegger way. No, this is just a bad movie. And that whole scene is just bad. <laughs> I'm moving on. All right. And so, see. Yes. <laughs> now we've got a long scene where the outlaws are riding along. Yes. They come upon a ghost town. Right. Cotton says they'll stay the night in the saloon. John Henry calls Cotton Sonny. Cotton does not like that he at all. He does not like no, being called Sonny. No, no, no. Now, John Henry asks for a match um, to light his cigar. Cotton gives him one. And as he's lighting the match, we see the, the stick of dynamite that he has in his pocket that he, I can't remember when earlier on, but he I, I do put mean, a stick of dynamite I, yeah, in his he, pocket. He grabbed the stick of dynamite. I can't remember when, but I, they do show it. Yeah. And then, but he lights that cigar awfully close to where that, that yep. dynamite, yep. um, I, and also when they, when they store dynamite, don't they normally not have the fuse on it? Listen. Okay. All right. Here we so go. Anyway. Moving on. Captain Hayes and George are talking to, um, the homeowner back. Now we're back at the scene. Yeah, where we're the, back at the ranch. We're at the ranch. Captain Hayes and George are talking to the homeowner and he's telling them about the food that was stolen. Uh, the daughter tells him that they were um, with a group of old men, the young guys. Captain Hayes thinks John Henry hired these young guns. Yeah. So at this point now, they're thinking now he just needed backup. Yes. So now we are back at the saloon and John Henry and his gang are playing cards. John Henry tells the young ones they should have found their own bank to rob. <laughs> John Henry says they'll have to kill him and um, the gang and they'll have to make it look like the gold gets lost or the law will go right after the younger gang for murder and cotton tells him he already has a plan did you see what i did there i put 
I put the wrong there. Yep. I'm just, no judgment. Now. I know it's just no driving judgment. me crazy now that I noticed it. John Henry says that he knows they're thinking about um, that they um, what they wished they could get out. Of the, wait, John Henry says he knows that Cotton and his gang are wishing they could get out of it right yes. now because they don't want to have to live with killing five men. Yes. Cotton says five old men. It makes a difference. It doesn't make a difference. It makes no difference. Yeah. It makes no difference. Cotton says. Five old men, it makes no difference. That's what he says. No, he says five old men, it makes a difference, meaning it's okay to kill five old men. Okay. John Henry tells Cotton. <laughs> anyway, none of it matters. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> it, but I'm again, I I had to pause because I'm like, why am I trying Does to make sense out of this matter? movie? Yeah, we gotta not do that. John we Henry. We tried that with the last song and it failed miserably. So this one we're just gonna be we're like just gonna keep we're going. Gonna go with just it. plow through. The whole movie's a, in in and of itself is a plot hole. Yes. All right. So John Henry tells Cotton he has a plan to get away, but Cotton doubts him. Cotton. Cotton. Sean, why are you why are you being a doubting Thomas? All right, so now we've got a new scene. We've got Jason and Nash, and they're double riding the mule. Yes. Okay. Now they're come up to a town, and and Jason goes, "Hey, there's a town." And Nash goes, <laughs> "That town's been there for half an hour." So just a reminder that Jason can't see at it all. Is funny. He's yes. So wonky eyed. Yep. It's funny. All right. So um. So it's the it's the town that Cotton and John Henry and their gangs are hiding out in. Nash calls out <laughs> to the town and Nash goes, Hello, the saloon. Hello, the, the saloon. And then what happens? Captain and George join Nash oh, and yeah, Jason right. calling out. And uh then we've got um John Henry is explaining who Captain Hayes. No, before that though, there's a oh, there's shootout. 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 That's when the shootout happens. The oh, shootout. One saloon. of the shootouts. Yeah. There's so many shootouts. And there's a little bit of a shootout. All right. Yeah. Not so, much of one. Nobody gets it's hit. Just little. They all suck at that shooting, and they just stop. You know, I would think that ammunition would be expensive. You'd think they'd be a little better at it. It is, but I don't know because it's not like you can run and collect again, those lean, and use them again. Lean. I know. We're leaning. So, all right, now the shootout stops. And so John Henry just starts explaining who Captain Hayes and his gang are, yeah. um, tells Cotton to take the reward money, uh, but Cotton says he wants to spend the gold. Yeah. The reward money is $1,000. Yes. The gold is 20. 20. Which one would you choose? I would take pretty the gold. Well, I don't really understand why... I don't understand why John Henry took She's the gold. Asking. And She's I don't understand why Cotton just didn't take the money and run. Nobody knows know. who they are. We don't, we don't even know. Nobody knows who Stop. they are. Stop. Lean. Nobody knows who they are. Leaning. John Henry says he was going to rob a Texas train, no doubt. And he pulls out the stick of dynamite. Ah! <laughs> he said he was going to blow up Cotton and his gang, but he changed his mind. Cotton tells him to give him the dynamite and John Henry tells him to come and get it. Um, and now John Henry is standing by one of those old pipe stoves yeah. and of course it's open and there's a fire and, in it. and lit because yeah. they had, they just happened to have wood and all that. So, um, that's when John Henry again tells Cotton to come and get the dynamite and he says he might panic and throw it in the stove. And, and he, he kind of leans in yep. like he's going to. And then he tells Cotton and his gang to put the, their weapons down so that they can walk out. And so... John Henry's gang takes Cotton's gang's weapons. Okay, so now we've got John Henry. 
He's said he's going to leave the gold with Cotton and his gang and the guns outside so that they can have a shootout. Yes. Um, but John Henry says, we're going to have a shootout and then we're done. Yeah. It's all Then over. we're all going to put our big boy pants back on and yep. get the fuck out. And we're going to have the shootout in the morning. Yeah. Because they all have bad eyes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So. But then, but then Cotton says, you're going to have a shootout? You're so old fashioned. Yeah. Well. Whatever. Whatever. You're cotton. Smarty pants. Yeah. Smarty pants. Okay. Don't, don't be. Don't. Don't disrespect your elders. So trust me when I talk about this next scene. It just <laughs> happened. Yes. Captain Hayes. And John Henry are just having a convo. We have no idea how that worked out. No, there's no in, there's no indication. There's like no transitional scene. No, there's no. Suddenly, Captain Hayes and John Henry are talking. Yes, and um, John Henry tells Hayes that they were going to return the gold. Honestly, I was going to return the gold right. the whole time. Captain right. Hayes tells him he trusted him once, and it won't happen again. Fair. Actually, he's trusted him more than once at this point. <laughs> So Captain Hayes wants to leave and John Henry says that the young gang will come after all of us mm -hmm. and if we're caught in the open, we'll be killed. Cross. So John Henry pulls a rifle on Captain Hayes as he's leaving and says, we're going to do it my way. All right. So Captain Hayes reminded John Henry that he lost in a gunfight with Nash once and that a gunfight was a terrible idea. So we're going to take a break and listen to some of that conversation. Let's listen to them rationalizing their dumb behavior. Their dumb, dumb boys. I'm telling you the truth this time. Who's going to take that gold back to Del Rio? Charlie, Charlie will tell you. You know Charlie don't lie. All I know is you ain't going to cross me again. I'm going to see to it they put you back in that cell and throw away the key. And let those four no goods over there go free? They haven't done anything. They threw down on you. They're just trigger happy, that's all. They want the gold for themselves. They were going to kill us to get it. And they'll do the same thing to you if you give them a chance. Well, they ain't going to get that chance. So what do they do, Case? All right, so they all decide to stay, and they're going to have the gunfight. Wow, what a yeah. surprise. In the saloon now, cut to Cotton and his gang, they're, they talk about leaving a life of crime. And not wanting to kill old men, but Cotton tells them not to feel sorry. It's for a them. super He's pretty heartless and yeah, cold. It's a super boring scene. It is. It's really boring. Thing. Yeah. Um, then the old men are talking about killing young men and talk about possibly dying. So now we're back with the older guys. Yeah, the old guys. Um, and that they're maybe not ready to die yet. John Henry tells Captain Hayes he's glad that they're now on the same side. Captain Hayes says he's worried that the rest of them will run away when they start fighting. And uh, Captain Hayes tells John Henry that Maggie came back and wanted to see John Henry, which is interesting because it's really not. He he lied because yeah. she when she got off the train, she said, you told me to come back. Yes, he, he called and he that. But he accused her of just wanting to see John Henry. And she said, no, you told me to come back. Yeah. So. All right. He's kind of a shit husband, though. He's isn't kind he? of a shit then husband. She came all the way back and then he left. Yeah, so um so then um he talks about still uh oh he talks about still being haunted by Maggie and John Henry tells Captain Hayes that it was the captain who Maggie really loved. He says, like um, you were dull, I was colorful, mm -hmm. of course she was drawn to me, but she really loved you. You were the reliable Yes. Count I was honorable the person. smelly bad boy outlaw. Yeah. Because imagine how bad these people must smell. Oh, God. Don't even get me started. Ugh. Ugh. Same clothes, 20 years. Ugh. 
All right. Probably never washed. Right. Oh, it's my turn. Yes. In the morning, one lone bird chirps. Chirp, chirp. And there's one lone horse whittying. <laughs> George, and that's our low budget sound effect. Yes. At least we have sound this that's time. That's true. <laughs> George and Nash go out to put the weapons in the wagon for Cotton's gang. They come out to get, and then Cotton's gang come out to get the we weapons, and Cotton is holding the bags of gold. All right. So then Cotton and his gang line up in the street side by side. Yep. And Cotton just takes the gold and throws it on the ground. Yep. And, um, then Hayes and John Henry's gangs go outside and all of them together. So what do we say? That's nine of them. We've got nine lined up on one side of the street. Yes. And we got four, four lined up other. facing on the other. They all, yeah. So they're all lined up together. And then, and then they cock their rifles in a way that would give my father another heart attack if he were still alive. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's more like, it's more like, the drum corps yeah. twirls guns. Yes, that's exactly yeah, what it reminded me of. They actually all spin them kind of like a cocktail yes. sort of thing, too. It's, it's kind of silly. Yeah. It, yeah. It's The whole thing is silly. But then, like, so they're kind of walking. The nine guys are kind of walking towards the young guys, and the young guys start to back up a little bit. They do. And then, all of a sudden, Cotton, he takes the first shot. Because he's scared. He's scared. And Clearly. then a, a, gun, a gunfight ensues, and everyone in Cotton's gang is shot. Or at least they fall down. Yeah, they fall. They fall down and step grab various by parts. Step, heart to heart, left, right, left, then they all fall down like toy soldiers. Right on. There we go. Nash is also hit. Yep. Um, I wrote that George was hit, but I don't know. I thought I, yeah, maybe George, he was grabbing. He was, remember, George was in the sling later. Oh, I thought Nash was in the sling. Oh, maybe it was Nash. Either way. The, um, two of the guys two of the guys, yeah, yeah. And then all four of the other ones are on the ground. Yep. But they're... How are they, Beth? There's no blood. No blood. There's no blood anywhere. But I... But now, Cotton is kind of grabbing to the left of his nether region. Okay. So if he, they'd gone a little bit to the west, he would have lost his pork and beans. I think so. Yeah, but he didn't. And he there was didn't. no blood. So, no. Yeah. It wasn't an embarrassing end in that way anyway. Not at all. So they end up back at the ranch of the ranch man and Meg. Yep. The girl we met earlier. Yep. Nash asked for water for his horses. She's like, yeah, go ahead. And she's wearing the worst. Now, hmm. I haven't said anything all it's movie. True, but Beth has the thing she with She is patterns. wearing the worst. It looks like a, looks like she took a sweatshirt and made a dress out of it. It looks like sweatshirt material. Yeah. It's pale blue yep. with these horrible horrible flowers yeah and mass produced um uh plastic buttons yep that would not have even been nope wouldn't have been on a dress they wouldn't at that have been on a dress at that point. she also has a large zipper down the back yes but we won't even go into no that. no hook and eye closures only people yep i just did not like this dress so cotton like is like i'm back and she smirks and walks away because because you know, gross. and well, he also, I mean, it's Sean, and and but. the stuff's not working down there until that pain goes away. Yeah, that's true. Even even where he was hit, it still has to be all kind of sore up in there. Exactly. You know, the pork and beans. Exactly. So they came back to get cans of pork and beans, and he lost his pork and beans. There you go. And then Nash talks to the captain. So let's listen to what they have to say. Before dark, Nash, we're hit and asked him something wrong, Sergeant. Well, Captain, uh, George, Jason, and me, we've been talking. And, uh, well, we thought, uh, 
If we didn't take John Henry and his boys on into Del Rio, there'd be no reason for anybody to know he took the gold. Yeah, and even if they did, they'd be so happy to give it back that they'd, uh, they'd probably drop the charges. Yeah, especially if you told him he was fixing to ride on into Del Rio and turn the gold in. You believe that? Yes, sir. So uh, Nash and the captain, during their talking, yeah. Cotton interrupts them and says, Stagecoach. And up comes this super, super old, gross-looking stagecoach. Yep, really dirty looking. It's really awful. And you pointed out this that, okay, so the stagecoach driver jumps off and puts like a um, step stool down. Yep. And you said I'd never get out of that unless somebody was holding that step stool down. Yeah, I mean, it was more like a milk stool. It's like, who's going to stand on that? It's wobbling. On an uneven ground. Yeah. But I got to tell you, that was when I really realized how uncomfortable it must have been to live in that time. Exactly. Because traveling must have been awful. Yep. Even just, I mean, there can't have been a good couch to sit on and fall asleep watching. No. There was no. no nothing. Even I saw went to one of those, you know, oldie, old fashioned houses from the 1800s. You know, the museum tours. You go with the kids, and the, even the beds look ridiculously yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, no thanks. Uh uh-uh. uh. So it would have been a very difficult life, even for somebody that clearly had means like Maggie. Yes. So she looks beautiful. Yep. Um. So then Ca- Captain Hayes kind of. You know, because she stepped out of the stagecoach, yes. all fancy and beautiful. She looked beautiful onto that, onto that yes. stool step. And, and it was funny because this old stagecoach, it's all like torn apart, and the curtains are all ripped. Yeah. And then out comes this beautiful woman with her 1980s hair, not yes. 1880s. True hair. story. Captain Hayes kind of like nods to John Henry, so he goes over to talk to Maggie, and they basically talk a little bit, and they say their goodbyes. Yes. And she's basically like, dude, it's just time to move on. And he knows that. Yes. So then Captain Hayes lets John Henry and his gang go. And he gives John Henry the picture of Maggie he was looking at earlier in the film. Yes. That beautiful. Yes. Yes. And then John Henry and his gang leave. And Captain and Maggie are holding hands. And Nash asks if John Henry can stay out of trouble. And the captain doesn't respond. Right. So that's the last we see of all of them. Okay. And then we see John Henry and his group leaving. Yes. And in the in the distance, what do they hear? They hear a Texas train. What? So apparently there's some train tracks somewhere oh, around there. Somewhere, but uh, not obviously a, not the ones that were there. Not just any train, though. A Texas it's train. It's a Texas train. It's a Texas train. And then, of course, they decide to rob it. Yes, so they the, do. So <laughs> the movie ends with a steam engine train riding off in the desert with mountains behind it. Yep. There we go. And that's it. And we did it. Scene. Oh, yes. we made it through. Twice. Twice. We made it we through. We made it through twice. I actually, deb- I'll tell you, Case, I debated whether we should just re record this or just move on. <laughs> I thought, well, we've already done all the work except for re recording. The more I talk about this movie, the more I appreciate the subtle humor. Yes. That that I missed on the first few times. But you I really it. have to see the movie to get the subtle humor. You do. You do. It's like we can make jokes about it. But we can't tell you all the funny humor in it. So anyway, that was the movie. So Case, tell our listeners what our next movie is and where they can find us. All right. So we've had several requests for our next movie. So Jennifer, Doug, yep. this is for you. Yay! It is the original Mother May I Sleep yes. with Danger. Woo! Who's it starring? Tori Spelling. Woo! 
It debuted on NBC on September 30th, 1996. And this is the movie that I was actually planning to start the podcast with. Yes. And then I just had to pick the Shannon Doherty one because I knew you would love it yes, so much. Because you it was did. So good. It was your favorite. It's your favorite. And, yes. And then we did Death of a Cheerleader. So I kind of debated back and forth about whether to bring Tori Spelling back. But we've decided you just can't have too much Tori Spelling. No, you can't. She really dominated TV movies during this time period. Yes. So when we're going to have a lot of the same, I think, as we go along and we start having more and more episodes. We're probably going to see Tiffany Amber Thiessen again. We're probably yeah. going to see Shannon Doherty again. I'm sure we'll see Tracy Gold. I hope we do. Yeah. I hope we see Tracy I Gold again. I hope we see Tracy Gold again. Uh, we'll have to purposely do that. And if you have a favorite Tracy Gold TV movie, tell us. Let us know, Case. Where can they let us know? All right. So if you have a favorite TV, any TV any. movie. From the 70s, yeah. 80s, or 90s, you yep. want us to review, let Any us know on Facebook yep. at the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. Correct. We are on Instagram at made underscore for underscore TV underscore movie underscore club. You can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, or Breaker. Breaker, breaker one night. Oh, that's right. We got to do one with a convoy. We do got to do it. I got to yes. find a TV. I we wonder if I Google a... TV movie with a convoy. Well, I bet the... Was convoy. Oh, that was in the theaters. That was it. A... I'm pretty Dang sure. That. But there had to be. There has to be a trucking. Whenever there was a really big movie like Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. There was always some kind of TV movie. That exactly. was a ripoff follow up. So Absolutely. I'm going to find one. We're going to do it. And if you know of one, tell us. Yes. All right, so feel free to give us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Please. Tell your friends about us. Please. And until next time, bye. bye.